who's Billie Eilish? Who's what? Billie Eilish. Billie Eilish. Oh. Okay, so is, you don't know either. Is she like a, a singer or a rapper? I don't know, but she constantly is popping up as like a, in reference to other things. Like I've seen several interviews where people mention her. My niece, I think, has mentioned her once. I She's don't like know. She's like 16 or something. So she doesn't <sighs> exist in my mind until so, like, yeah. Yeah, no, that's, that's how I feel about like YouTube celebrities. I mean, we have a podcast, so I don't throw stones, but I, uh... It's the spoken <laughs> word. It ha- it was existent before, I mean, podcasts themselves, but the spoken word was existent long before you television. It was existed twice. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you can edit that. That's karma for making fun of me. This podcast is all about it love, is. Dan. And your phlegm. No phlegm. Phlegm would be fine. It's those raspy, rattling. I could use. I could use being French kissed by Steven Universe. Like I could use some of that healing saliva. Always the master of the segue. There you go. You just get us to the point. So Dan. So dear. So Dan. So Dan. I love how you and I talked a few, like a week or so ago, and we were like, well, we need to review something, but neither you or I were like really feeling anything. Yeah. And then the Steven Universe movie popped up. I, of course, was ready to watch it, and then I was like, shit, we should review the Steven Universe movie. I'm not sure why that didn't come into my head, but obviously it's it's a, uh, it's a such a pivotal part of our friendship now. Oh, yeah, and... Uh- since watching the movie, I have slowly begun the indoctrination process with my wife. We watched a couple episodes tonight. Oh my god! Courtney's watching it. Don't say anything yet. She's she's sick and in a stupor. She can't fight me, so I'm just playing it. But she's paying more and more attention. So <laughs> it's just a matter of time, really. I love it. I love your sneaky, sneaky marital tips. Yep. Were I to do it again, (laughs) I would take all the tips from you. (laughs) You inceptioned her with Steven Universe. So the Steven Universe movie came out, what, Monday? Monday, yep. Monday. So this is hot off the presses. Shall we do spoiler warnings from here on out? Spoiler, yeah, folks, spoiler, if you're a Steven spoiler, Universe spoiler, spoiler, fan spoiler, spoiler, and you spoiler, haven't spoiler. watched this, you're not a Steven Universe fan. Austin. I mean, to be fair, I didn't realize it had already come out until you mentioned it. And I feel like I'm a Steven Universe fan. No, I'm just giving people a hard time and trying to scare them away or shame them into watching it first. Full spoilers. Um, it's great. Go watch it right now. End of review. Good job. It's great. All right, yeah. <laughs> The shortest episode ever. It was good. Great soundtrack. I love that I can dance. I love that I can dance to it. I don't know what. Oh God! Also, I took your recommendation and finished Glow season three. Oh. 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 Just when I think I'm like, there's no way that it can improve. There's no way it can improve. It just. Nope. It improves. Yep. It's so good. She, Sheila's Sheila's arc particularly oh. was amazing. Uh-huh. Sheila 100%. was like my everything. Sheila's arc and the whole drag subplot and 
and just the way they set it up where I was like, well, now what are they going to do for next season? Oh, here we go. It was so organic. It's just so, it's so good. It's so good. Agreed. Agreed. And Sheila doing the Liza Minnelli bit was <laughs> so much fun. Amazing. And I love Gina Davis, too. She was a fun little addition for the season. Absolutely. I was like, Gina Davis, look at you in that outfit. Holy shit, boss. Right. I- and then sending Mark Maron, Mark Maron, <laughs> Mark Maron at, back out to L.A. and having him like in his own B plot line with Justine, I think was a really good thing. I'd agree. I'd agree wholeheartedly. Uh, yeah. If you are a fan of Glow, or you don't know what we're talking about, go watch Glow, guys. This isn't hard. (laughs) It's on Netflix. And now back to Steven Universe. (laughs) So it came out on Monday. Yes. It takes place in the future. It does. Here we are in the future. Well, I was about to say, as they told me twice, Mm -hmm. I did appreciate that they did a little thing that showed that Steven was 16 years old. I I was noticing towards the end of the last... I, I mean, it was a feature that I was like, they're going to have to figure something out soon. <laughs> He's getting older. And I think they do a really, really good job with it. Yeah. Uh, going back to the heart of what the show is about, I absolutely am in awe of Rebecca Shug Shug. Uh, and how she is constantly able to embrace these subjects in this way in, and approach it with such beauty and acceptance. I loved, I wish, I've said it before, I wish the show existed when I was a kid because it is so accepting of people of all different makes, models, you know, rep- it represents a lot of people. Makes and models, I like that. Yeah. I'm just going to refer to people that way, like they're cars. Uh, and, you know, sometimes people's engines are a little off or something like that. And I think she did a really good job. Uh, I, I felt she was representing people with borderline personality disorder very well in this film, which is not something that's really an easy approach. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, there's there there's a moment during the final fight scene where she's like, I don't know why I'm so angry. And I kind of had like a sharp intake of breath because I was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> Like, this is so powerful and so good, and she just slips it in. Yep. It blows my mind. Additionally, same scene. Um, Easy for you to say, when you change, you change for the better. Yep. And I just keep getting worse. That, oh, man. That, it, yeah, extremely well written. I think from the beginning, like starting it, with with a song explaining everything that's happened so far kind of mm-hmm. and then doing the classic storybook opening ah oh god i loved it from the first moment i was like oh yes it not only made me happy but it did feel like we can still have these sorts of like classic disney stories and classic fairy tales and we can just evolve conflict resolution and character depth and representation, but keep a lot of the same basic structures and the things that we love about those stories. This is, this is a modern fairy tale. This is a modern fable and it works so well. I mean, the thing that I've always been shocked by since I started this series 
all the way back at the beginning of this year. <laughs> I remember it like it was yesterday. So the first episode of this series, it feels, it, it, it kind of tricks you into thinking it's light, that it's a light show and it's, it doesn't, it kind of keeps you in the dark for a while. But as she begins, as I mean, when I say she, uh, they, Rebecca Sugar, when the creator of this, when she trusts you enough, she opens up this really beautiful world and she trusts that you can take what she's saying and what she's sharing and and go with it and accept it. And she does such clever things that you, I mean, you look at the evolution of Lars as a character, you look at all these different things, but even the animation of Spinel, who is the the bad, quote unquote, is fascinating because there there's a plot point where she has a weapon that basically puts everyone back to their factory settings, to put it, for lack of a better term. Hard reset. Yeah, it's a hard reset. Pearl becomes very, like, she's a servant again. Sapphire and Ruby aren't fused. Amethyst has no identity, period. Although I did find, like, factory setting Amethyst adorable, and I just wanted to hug her. And um, and so, uh, the only one that, because Steven's human, he his gem settings were all back to the start, so he had no control over his powers. But he also, but he was fine otherwise because he's a human as well. Um, but Spinel also gets reset after her first fight with Steven, and her animation is so much of the old world Disney. She basically looks like a pink Mickey Mouse. And as she evolves, her animation evolves. But it, her whole her whole plot line is that she was a toy. She was for entertainment for, uh, for uh, Pink Diamond. And then Pink Diamond abandoned her. And she just was in floating in space for 6,000 years waiting for her. And then she got this video from Steven. And then that's when she she transformed. So it's a very interesting thing of like this person that was solely there for someone else's entertainment has like one of the most classic animations possible. If not the, she's, she's like right out of Steamboat Willie. Oh yeah. In her animation. And, and her character, like she does the old school, like rubbery arms and all of this stuff that you haven't really seen in Steven Universe. It's a much more evolved animation. And so it's a really interesting thing to even see how the animation evolves for her as a character. And it's just so clever. And I've, I've watched it twice now because there was so much to absorb in it. But she is a heartbreaking character. And I love, though, that, you know, I've always felt Rose Quartz slash Pink Diamond is a very divisive character. And I've struggled a lot with understanding her motives. And this is just yet another facet to it. Yeah. So I was... And also, oh man, and even like the fact that it, they made her Spinel, which I looked up because I, of course, was like, oh, what gem is that? And did you know that gem, gem is called like the false gem? Yeah. No, or something? Really? Or like the fool's gem? It basically it gets used in like jewelry where you want to have a ruby or something like that, but because it shines in a certain way that like people who are just like looking at it at a glance can't tell but if you look closer you see that it's pretty two-dimensional as far as a gem goes 
Interesting. So, I mean, it it's just, it blows my mind how much thought she puts into this. Oh, yeah. It blows, it blows my mind, the evolution of these characters, and then getting to go back to their factory resets. Like, it was a fun evolution to watch all of them. And it was a really nice little focus on also the the dynamic, uh, the new dynamic of Bismuth, Lapis Lazuli, and Peridot, who are all working with uh, Amethyst at the start. They're basically building a little home world for the gems that are on uh, Earth and Beach City. And so they aren't in the uh, starting battle, and so they're all fine. And so it's a fun little... Uh, time for them to shine. And of course, you know me. I love my Peridot and my Lapis Leslie. I also love Bismuth. I, I lo- she was very funny. Uh, Uzo Aduba, she's, she's amazing. Uh, and I did like their whole thing of like, I, I you know, I'm glad uh, Peridot talking about like, what about all my character de- development and stuff like that? And then they're all talking <laughs> about how, because uh, they were like, well, isn't she trying to kill you? And they're like, yeah, I mean, I tried to kill you for a while. And then Bismuth's like, I think I just, it was just a day and a half for me. <laughs> but they're like all talking about how they all have tried to kill Steven at some point. You realize how forgiving he is in that conversation. A hundred percent. I, I, I think that it's, Interesting that he continues to have to clean up his mother's messes, but um, he still handles it with grace and kindness. That's like his trump sword. Every time, it just just wins out. Decency and kindness. He uh, he can always carry the day with that. Our little Stephen, our not so little Stephen, boy has a neck now. And Connie kissed him on the cheek. I know. Yet I didn't get any Lars and Sadie action, so this better not be the end of the story. I know. <laughs> yeah, there's there was a lot of stuff that I was feeling that I could have I could have done more of. But the fact is I'm okay with not getting it because it gives me hope for a new season and new challenges. I'm not sure how I felt about the resolution, because I'm not sure it was the best place for her to go. Sure. Like, I, I get the reasoning for them taking Spinel, but there was a lot of codependency on all parts. Yes. It, with the diamonds and with Spinel. And for, I mean, if you know anything about mental health, which I do feel was being represented there, I feel like you've got some people that, you know, maybe are have some egomaniacal tendencies, and then also you've got borderline personality disorder. And just like holding them up on a world by themselves is maybe not the best idea. Yeah. Um, I think the end, the end does, ha- does feel just a little too tied up with a bow. I feel like this could have been a two-hour movie instead of an hour and a half. Um, I think they could have made that work. But... More Sadie singing. Yes, please. Uh, but overall, it was a goddamn delight. So who was your favorite character? Like who really jumped out at you as just like, wow, the best? So I really enjoyed the three original Crystal Gems as far as like th- seeing a very new side of them. And... 
particularly Garnet. What, I mean, you know my love for Garnet. Oh, yeah. But um, so that was really, really fun for me. But I, not Lion, though I love Lion. Um, I would have to say, honestly, our our new our new bad Spinel was probably my favorite as far as character. She was a really, I mean, great singing, great character arc, incredibly complex, and I, I mean, she she was obnoxious, but that was obvious at points. But that was obvious why that was, and it just felt everything about that character felt so thought thoughtful like i think that there was so much put into that character from the animation to the singing to the gestures to just the the transformations the moments and i felt like it truly captured someone struggling with some internal demons and so i would have to say like that was that those are the moments that i was kind of gripped to the tv I was holding on to the TV. The dog looked at me weird. It was it was odd. Um, but what about you, Dan? What was your who stood out to you? I I also adored Spinel. I thought great addition, really really excellent. But my personal favorite in this was Garnet. Um, mm-hmm. When Ruby and Sapphire had lost their memories and we were going through all that and Sapphire's giving us the play-by-play of what's going to happen. And this time, memories reset. They don't know each other at all. Sapphire jumping back and saving Ruby this time instead of Ruby saving Sapphire. And they still fuse. I Now, I think it was because I was exhausted getting sick and it had a little bit of a breakdown the night before I was a little frail mm-hmm. but when I watched it and that moment happened I burst into tears and just sobbed and said they always find each other Aww. it was so beautiful it like it it affected me on a profound level uh, my hope is that Courtney will love this show and we can get Ruby and Sapphire tattoos later Oh my God, that'd be so cute. I also noticed, which I think because so much happened towards the end of the fifth season, I noticed the rings. Yeah, right? That was such a cool little addition. The rings on either hand. That was so cute. I loved that. And, you know, so subtle, but so purposeful. I'm just constantly in awe of all of it. It's so good. And... Part of me was like, oh, man, do I want short hair again when I was watching Lapis Lazuli? I'm like, I need that tattoo, like, right yeah. quick. Yeah, you but, do. Yeah, I oh, – God. So, but, yeah, Garnet, like, when she's, like, watching the, them battle, too, and she's like, we don't fight. <laughs> it was so cute. <laughs> and Amethyst, as she's, like, transforming into different people and Pearl's super confused. But it was just a whole new version of them. It made it so it was really, really interesting as far as like there's so many possibilities to just rest on your laurels and go with what works. But I think she was able to take some of the elements that really worked in the series and make something really beautiful but really, really different. And I was happy that they kept Spinel's identity secret and, you know, her origin story secret. And they did a really good job of just not sharing too much 
regarding past the first scene of the movie regarding the trailer. So that was great. I'm going to tell you what I'm bummed about, though. And really, my 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 edits are very, very small. So I'm bummed about Lars and Sadie not being on. I'm bummed that Sadie was not singing more. I feel uh, similar similar to what we said. Like I think they're. I'm not sure what it is necessarily, but I feel like there was something there. There was a different resolution for Spinell that I think could have been a little easier um, for building onto the series, but also not feeling contrived or like it was just sweeping everything under the rug. Uh, so those, that's, that's kind of, and also I'd be real game to see a band with the Stephen Gregg fusion (laughs) and the, uh, and Opal. Do you know if they had, did Stephen and Gregg's fusion have a name? Was it like Steg? Um, let's see here. I'm not seeing something listed on the IMDb page for that character. Yeah. I don't I don't see it yet. I'm sure I'm sure it does have a name. I found that whole thing a little bit strange. Um just because fusion is complicated. Um See, I I liked it. To me it was just weird to fuse with your dad. I was confused how Greg could yeah. do it. But I guess he does it with Connie. Right. Um, it seems I wasn't confused about how he, he could do it. Sexual. It's just kind of yeah. It fusion has always like kind of had. It's not sex, but it's not not sex. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there's there's a really deep connection there. It's that very I guess intimate. It, it's extremely intimate. So I understand it with your family, and maybe I'm just being prudish or strange about it but i was immediately just like oh ooh, not don't fuse with your no, dad no, oh I, no <laughs> no i i i respect that so the character's name is steg and it's voiced by ted leo not familiar who hmm. is well, a he musician sang the shit out of it i it said i'm not familiar what? with him but he sang the shit out of it yeah, I mean, I think part of it, it was, right. I, I really liked the song. Um, the uh, the other thing, I, my other, only other issue was I understood why Connie left, but if you were just going to bring her back, I guess I yeah, kind of would like Connie. Connie to have just been God. there. Yeah, so I mean, like, I, I originally was like, oh, there's going to be too much going on. That's why they have Connie out, but they brought her back. So I was like, why did they do that? <laughs> why did she go in yeah, the first place I don't know. then? I. Yeah, I mean, uh, the the main character that I was, like, disappointed in was specifically Lars, because he he got to spill a tray of something, and that was it. And they jumped out of his hair one time. He didn't get to do anything. And they just spent so much time, so much time on him. Um He's he's a fucking yeah. captain, man. Like he he should he should not he yeah, should not be benched be. either. Um Yeah, I mean that was that was kind of kind of shitty. My it, I I'm sure fandom is going to tear itself apart about not getting enough fan service, but I have I yeah. didn't want the fan service. I honestly yeah, liked I this. Yeah, I think this was 
a nice, a really nice time with characters that I love. I'm very happy with it overall. But um, my rewrites would be to not bench Connie, and additionally, I would I would instead restructure it. So maybe I don't know. We have Lars out on a mission with Connie, um, exploring. Oh, that would be a right? fun little yeah duo. exploring space and spreading Steven's message out. They're just doing it in short bursts, and when they find an old another homeworld planet, they touch down and take the take the warp pad back to Earth. They repair the warp pads or whatever, warp back to Earth, and they've just been going around the galaxy cleaning stuff up. Um, and then they could come across the garden and Spinel and give it and give it a little more personal impetus. Like maybe Spinel captures them or something to try and goad Steven over there. Like make it a little more I don't want to say high stakes because, you know, there's the stakes of the earth, but the injector didn't feel that dangerous. Um I would have rather it was like, I'm going to kill your friends because these are your friends and I'm going to fucking murder them right in front of you. <laughs> um, but that's that's my personal dark tastes. No, I like that. That's a really interesting way to start yeah, it I out. Think that that would have taken us out of the love, comfort and the love and acceptance comfort zone so quickly that we would have to fight that much harder to get back to that place. And I think that was the thing is like, it never felt like we lost too much ground really, especially because everyone got their memories reset and then it was all kind of happy and fine until Spinel remembered how she'd been wronged. And I get it as a stand in for borderline. Um, but yeah, I think if we're going to have a character really go through something hard like that, I just would have liked it to have gotten a little darker for him for a little while longer. But that's that's really that's really just kind of the main thing because then you could have Spinel join up with Lars or whoever on this outreach tour to like let's go around and meet a shit ton of gems and you can work on your social skills and your interactions with people and work on yourself with less pressure because you know what, if you didn't do great at this planet, like that'd be a great ending. Well, what if they don't like me on world, blah, 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 blah. Lars will say, that's okay. We'll go to the next one. You know, like just that sort of, that's sort of an idea. I think it would have been a nice mechanic to kind of expand the universe, expand our options, show this character's darkness give it higher stakes and get some of the, get some of the B players involved. I 100% agree. I feel like we're on very similar, uh, ground. That was the word. Uh, did you hear about, sorry. Um, I keep getting alerts about this. Did you hear about the news about who has just been cast in the new suicide squad movie? Tell me, don't you're, tell me. You're gonna hate Am it. I? Yeah. Okay, hold on. Opening Twitter so that you don't have to tell me and I can get mad at you. All right. Mm -hmm. Not notifications. Let's go to trending. Oh, damn you. Hmm. Climb, they call climate it town hall? What? That can't be it. <laughs> <laughs> Married at first sight is joining? No. <laughs> uh, 
Okay, just tell me because I'm not seeing it. It's Pete Davidson. What? <laughs> um, As who? I have no idea. So they they're calling it like a soft reboot because they're recast they're yeah. recasting Will Smith of all people. Um, Idris Elba is taking over as Deadshot. And then I thought he was going to play a different character. Uh, I thought that uh, it doesn't they had sound talked like it. That, and Margot, I mean, I could be wrong, but this all just came out like just now. Um, and then, yeah, so Jay Courtney, Margot Robbie, Viola Davis, and Joel Kinnaman are all coming back. And then David Dastmulgin, Daniela Melchior, Flula Borg, Nathan Fillion. Uh, Steve Aggie, Taika Waititi, and Peter Capaldi are all on board. Peter Capaldi, really? Yeah. But which version of him? All right. (laughs) Dan, if you could have renamed the Steven Universe movie, what would you have renamed it? Steven Universe, colon, The Power of Friendship. Mm. Reminds me of that song that he did with Peridot. Where he, where he talks about life, but he's like, it's about love and trust. Do rainy. On the planet Earth. Yeah. That feels like it's the message across the board. Mine is Steven Universe right. colon Spinel Tap. Ah. It's good. Not my best, but you know, not my worst either. Spinel Tap. Yeah. But this movie was fantastic, all in all. It was a much-needed respite from reality. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. But but yeah, and I think uh, we'll be getting into some some slightly edgier fare for the fall. I think we've got It 2 and Joker, which did you hear that at the Venice Film Festival, the, uh, the Joker got... A standing ovation for like ten minutes. Yeah, they're uh, they're they're really rolling out the red carpet treatment for this one. I think it's uh, it's got a shot to do some some cool stuff in award season. Yeah, I just don't want DC to rush anything. They do so well when they focus on one thing, but when they're like, let's try and do a bunch of things and mash it together, it doesn't go well for them. And. A little patience goes a long way. It's so true. You should know. You were a virgin until like last month. (laughs) (laughs) Please don't die. A Secret Weapon Production.